You're listening to DevOps and Docker Talk, a podcast hosted by me, Brett Fisher. I'm a DevOps online course creator, consultant, and a Docker captain. This podcast contains clips from my weekly YouTube live show, where I host a real-time Ask Me Anything style chat with guests and anyone who shows up on YouTube chat, many of whom are students of my Docker courses. You can find out more information, including show notes for this episode at brettfisher.com slash podcast. That's B-R-E-T-F-I-S-H-E-R dot com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. This episode, I talk about Alpine Linux as a base image for your containers. Is it really secure? All right, so something I wanted to talk about this week, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this in the comments, whether or not you're doing it or you're concerned about it, is some great stuff that Docker Captains were talking about in our Slack chat a couple of weeks ago. I think it might even have been last week or the week before. But it was more about uh, some articles that came out, uh, one specifically a couple of months ago, three or four months ago, around container security scanning. And what that really means is um, your images that you're doing inside, inside of Docker that are the building blocks for your containers. Those are storage for your app as the dependencies as well. So the nice thing about that image is that it now becomes a really great place to scan for known vulnerabilities or potential security flaws in code and in applications and dependencies. So we call that container scanning or image scanning. There's different sort of terminology in the industry, but there's lots of scanners out there and there's more than a few and and those all have pros and cons. And if you if this sounds familiar, this is very similar to the old antivirus wars where we had different antivirus scanners that would pick up on different things. But nowadays, with container scanning, the one that we typically talk about first is using the open database of known, that's the key word there is known, vulnerabilities in open source software, primarily open source software, but it's not exclusive to open source. It just happens to be mostly open source because that's where we tend to find a lot of the flaws because we can see the source. So we end up as an industry figuring out where the problems are quicker. So that stuff has a database of known vulnerabilities. It's updated all the time. And so there's scanners out there, some free, some not, that will scan your image and its dependencies. So not just your app, but also any apt get dependencies that are installed, you know, things like OpenSSL or even curl, if there's a vulnerability in that and you have that in your container image, these scanners are supposed to help you find those vulnerabilities so that you can update them and hopefully apply a fix. And some interesting conversation came out about a, an article um, from this guy, Stephen. And it was around that these scanners all have different pros and cons, right? Some detect problems, some detect other problems, and they, they maybe don't all detect the same thing. But at the end of the day, one of the things in Linux they really depend on is the operating system, or in this case, the base image, like Ubuntu, Debian, CentOS, um, Alpine, stuff like that. Those different base images often need to translate where the files are on the system and what program those files relate to, maybe like the open source, open SSL libraries for providing SSL to your web servers. So those files exist on the operating system somewhere in a file path, and they all come together in a package, and that those vendors need to supply the scanners essentially a translation to figure out for the scanners to find where the packages live. Okay, so that's the background. 
And it turns out that not all operating system distributions of Linux provide that functionality, and they don't all provide it as well as others. So this can cause problems if you're going to scan for vulnerabilities. In other words, your base image, whether it's Ubuntu or CentOS or Red Hat or Alpine, that now matters in terms of you being able to scan the complete database of known vulnerabilities in that image, all right? And one interesting point that I think came at the through this article, and by the way, I'll throw this article in the live chat so you can check that out. An interesting point that was made is that right now, as it is, down here at the bottom, he talks about the Alpine problem, which I think is a pretty interesting discussion around we as container makers, you're maybe someone who makes containers or at least is interested in making containers. And if you make those images, uh, one of your concerns, right, is security. And security often has, you know, we try to lump some everything into it is secure or it is, we have done security. And that's really not a thing, right? We all, if you've been here long enough, you know that security is a lot of things and there is no such thing as truly secure, right? Uh, maybe the, we always joke that the most secure system is one that's turned off. <laughs> so uh, and when you're talking about your software, there's lots of things to consider. And Alpine is a really great distribution and that provides a base image, uh, Alpine Linux. And one of the best parts about it is that it's very, very minimal. It's very small. Uh, comes in at around 5 meg, which is crazy small compared to something like Ubuntu or CentOS. Now, you can compare that in the full operating system sense, but we're really just talking here about the images themselves, the container images, not your host OS. I don't want to talk about host OSs. I really want to just talk about your base images for your containers. Because what I see in the industry, and we love to talk about this online, is what's the cool, cool, trendy thing that the zeitgeist of uh, our community has sort of caught on to. And I think in the last couple of years, Alpine has risen in popularity a lot to do with the fact that it has such a small image for containers. So that's a good thing. And if you, um, you know, I haven't even done this, but if I Googled, you know, secure Docker base image. And if you start looking around there, if I just search for the word Alpine, oh, it's not showing up on this page. So that was a Google fail. But what I would expect to see is people talking about Alpine because a lot of the industry likes to recommend Alpine as a way to get automatic security or better security out of the box. And the reason that we're arguing for that is that it's small. So if it's smaller, that means less files, less potential vulnerabilities, less um, things to, to potentially patch, right? And this has been something we've been doing for decades. Back in the Windows 2000 era, um, 2008, I remember when Windows 2008 came out, Microsoft had a new version called Core that was a smaller version of Windows Server. And at the time, one of their biggest arguments was better security through less patching. And so if you, in theory, if you have less software on the machine, then there's less to worry about in terms of patching and potential vulnerabilities. So that's, in Alpine's case, that's one of their reasons 
for arguing that they're more secure. But space isn't always the number one factor. In fact, as an operator, as someone who runs servers for a living, I don't, disk space is cheap. You know, 100 meg of disk space, even if it's times five images is fine to me. I, I don't need to save 500 megs of space on my servers. What, you know, typically I'm not backing up full operating systems. You're usually focused on application backups most of the time especially now in the cloud where we're not doing image-based server backups, if that was something that you were ever into back in the old days. We had to do full image backups. And so a lot of our backups were just the entire operating system over and over again. Well, we don't do that so much, I think, as an industry, especially cloud native nowadays. And I think that when we talk about images and size, size is not even one of my top three factors, really, in terms of an image and its quality. So when I look at an image and potential security concerns or whatever, or just using of an image, whether or not it's a gig or 20 meg, at the end of the day, I'm not so concerned. I just need to plan for that because ultimately it maybe is a cost in storage, but that cost is one of the cheapest things on my list of costs, right? Humans being the most expensive thing. And then other things like computing power in terms of CPU, memory, networking, those are always, to me, more expensive than disk. So I don't tend to recommend to people to do Alpine out of the gate. In fact, if you've ever seen me talk about Docker production, you know that one of the things I talk about is sticking with what you know. Stick with Debian, stick with Ubuntu, stick with CentOS. Stay with those images if that's what you're used to, because Alpine is a lot different. It's got a different package manager. It's got different file locations. So you're going to have to end up changing a lot of your app just to use Alpine and in most cases. Now, some cases, if you're using Go or maybe Node.js or something, you probably don't have to change a lot. But even recently, I have seen in just the last year and especially in the last three months, I've seen a, multiple other indicators for why maybe you shouldn't be using Alpine as your base image. And this really isn't about throwing shade at Alpine and saying that Alpine's bad. It's really about do we really need to do the extra work of implementing Alpine just for the sake of more security and smaller images? So I, my, my argument is going to be, I don't think that's even necessary. And if we consider this new sort of discussion around the Alpine problem in this blog article is to say that Alpine right now maybe isn't the best place because it's really hard, if not impossible, to scan for security vulnerabilities in the CVE known database, the, the database of common vulnerabilities, uh, that you can't actually do that yet with Alpine. That you, and you can do that with some other ones, Ubuntu, uh, Debian, Red Hat, stuff like that. So if you're someone who's going to use a security scanner, Alpine is actually a bad thing for you. Another thing I've noticed recently is that Alpine sometimes has sneaky problems that sneak up on you in part and in ways you wouldn't expect. I recently had some uh, some students tell me that trying to get Alpine working with Nodemon has known problems, and I did I didn't I wasn't, I'm not aware of this. I didn't test it, but people have come back to me and said uh, using Alpine with their Node.js Nodemon and Nodemon is something in Node.js is it's for using for file monitoring to automatically restart your Node app whenever files change. And that's really good for development. But evidently, uh, they've had problems with Alpine when they wouldn't have had pro problems with Ubuntu and Debian. And I'm only bringing this up because it's an important factor to consider when you're going to go and implement a new base image. 
So a lot of people come to me and, and say, what do you think of Alpine? Should I switch everything to Alpine? Should I take all of my images that I'm building on Debian or Ubuntu or CentOS or something else, and should I shift all of those to go to Alpine because I hear it's smaller and more secure? And, I, and my answer, honestly, nowadays is it's more complicated than that, and you probably should consider it, but also maybe just not. Like, stick with what you're good at and what you know. The scanners work with yours, probably. You can use the default images because all official images that are default from Docker, such as, let's just go look at the node one. So the node default images all default to using Debian underneath, which is larger, slightly larger, maybe 80 meg larger than, um, than the Alpine image. But 80 meg, I mean, that's just such a small factor that it's not, to me, a big motivator unless I'm maybe on some sort of, uh, you know, IoT device, maybe something like that, you know, on the edge or something where I have really small flash drives or something, that might be a concern. But if you go look at the default images, if you didn't realize this in the background, all these default images are, you know, if you just type Docker run node or Docker run MySQL, those are all going to run on Debian by default because that's how Docker was building them to begin with six years ago. But all of these now have Alpine options. So you would maybe say MySQL colon Alpine and use the tag for Alpine. And that's fine, but it doesn't uh, mean that you automatically get a better experience all the time, right? Not all packages are even available in the Alpine package manager. And in fact, I, for my own use, I have to keep um, security tools or different utilities that I have. Some of them work in Alpine and some just don't. And I quite frankly don't want to go and manually figure out how to build them because they fail to build and I just don't want to troubleshoot that because of different libraries. So I just leave a Debian for my, some of my tools and I use other ones through Alpine. And at the end of the day, I know that almost everything's going to work on Debian out of the box because the apt-get package manager or apt, apt package manager is sort of like the king of package managers. Everything, there, you know, if there's a package for something, it's probably going to be an apt, right? You might not see something in Yum. You, you might not see it in Alpine's package manager, but it's always going to be an apt. An apt comes with Debian and Ubuntu and there are other variants of those base images. So when you're thinking about images, and to sum all this up, when you're thinking about images and you're wanting to build your base images, security is definitely a factor, but one of those, if you're really concerned about security, is you're going to want to scan your images. So if you're going to want to do that, Alpine may be a disadvantage for you in that case. So definitely read this article since I threw it up in the, in the text there. Another thing is, does the space benefit really matter to you? You know, if, if you're losing a little bit on potential security and your image size doesn't matter as much, especially if you're someone who has, you know, 800 or 900 meg images, which are common when you're doing, dealing with things like, you know, Java or PHP, stuff like that. Those are commonly very large images comparative to 80 meg or, you know, 5 meg. So think about that stuff a little bit. Don't just automatically switch all your stuff because you heard Alpine was more secure. Obviously, there's lots of other security advantages to Alpine. Since it is small, it does have very few potential vulnerabilities in it, but it does have vulnerabilities, right? It's not impervious to software vulnerabilities. It's just maybe less so than Ubuntu and Debian. The last thing I'll say on this is if you have not looked at the other uh, from images, such as Ubuntu and Debian, uh, those images are getting smaller over time. And I'll just show you, for example, uh, this is actually a little pet peeve of mine. <laughs> so 
because things are getting pulled out of these images in new versions that used to be in old images. And that can actually cause problems with your software. For example, ping or IP config, or maybe even the PS command, things that were maybe in the image years ago that you were used to are maybe no longer in those default images on current versions. And that can be a little bit of a problem if you assumed that they would always be there. So nowadays I've gotten in the habit of even if I'm using a, a Ubuntu image out of the box, maybe, or I'm using the default images, which use Debian, I will, I will also go through doing an apt-get install of even things like, you know, the PS command for process listing or curl or whatever I might need, right? Ping or something. And that's just to make sure that in the future versions, if they ever take those things out, I will always have them in my image because I've made a custom image installing those. So if I just do a Docker image LS here, uh, I don't have a cleaned up machine. So, um, oh, I do actually, I've only got a couple here. So if I do a Docker image pull of, let's just do the Ubuntu and then let's do Debian And then let's do Alpine. Because these numbers change all the time, I'm not actually sure what the most frequent numbers are, what the uh, current status is. So let's do that uh, Docker image LS again. And all right, so Alpine comes in at five and a half meg. Pretty crazy, right? Uh, if you get into the whole reason behind that, it's actually pretty cool about how they build uh, static binaries and stuff, linked binaries, so that those are really small. If you look at Ubuntu, Ubuntu, um, three years ago was probably 120 meg, 130 meg at least. And now it's down to 87. And the current version of Debian is 101, which is weird because <laughs> you would normally think that Ubuntu is normally bigger than Debian. Uh, and I'm not sure that if that's changing in the next release of Debian. Um, there's someone in chat probably knows this answer faster than I do. But I think there might be uh, a version. Let's see, nah, experimental maybe. Let's do experimental. Oh. I'm just going to guess that it's smaller. And remember, while we're doing this, that if you're thinking about your servers, well, I might have 100 containers running, remember that it, assuming they're all using the same base layer, that layer is only taken up one, one time on the, on the operating system. As long as you keep your images clean by auto-pruning them, um, as, and as long as you um, do things like making sure that most of your apps you're running are within one or two versions of the base images so that you're not, you don't have all the versions on the server, then you're not going to take up a lot of space with this stuff, right? All right, let's look at experimental. It's actually bigger. That's a bummer. I seem to remember at some point last year reading about Ubuntu and uh, Debian moving to something, and they have their own Slim. Slim is something a little bit different. Uh, it definitely keeps a lot more out of there. But you might wonder how these things are getting smaller, and it's not because they're zipping them up or <laughs> compressing them anymore. It's that they're actually just pulling out tools that aren't essential, 
or pulling out libraries that are no longer needed for those core tools. And uh, that's why things like PS and ping and curl and other utilities are disappearing from these images. So just be wary of that. All right, so I think it's a great discussion and I look forward to hearing your comments and reading your comments about this in uh, this. I'm actually planning on updates to a couple of my courses to talk about this and give a little bit more information on Alpine and why, when and why you may want to choose it over a different version of a base image because it is a good discussion and there's obviously lots to talk about, lots of different reasons for choosing a base image over another one. So thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.